the privilege of hearing from Lori Orange this morning, so I'm just going to pray for Lori, and then she's going to um, give us the good news this morning. Father, thank you for Lori. Thank you for the, the blessing of peace that resides within her. And I ask that you well up, Lord, within her, that well of peace that would uh, go all over this place, every single one of us, every soul resting this morning in the peace of God that passes all understanding. So anoint her words in her heart and bless her as she blesses us in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Good morning. Merry Christmas to you all. So good to be together with a good full house and celebrating and welcoming new family members. And uh, wow, what a privilege to get to worship together this morning, huh? Whew, my goodness. Um, and I feel like the Lord has a word for us this morning that started when Randy gave his opening scriptures, continued through worship, and Ian said it, and then every, it's just one word said in 25 different ways. Are you with me? It really is. How good is he? The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon all of us because he's anointed all of us to proclaim the good news, to comfort the brokenhearted and to proclaim what, Ian? Freedom for all captives. That is what he has anointed all of us to do. Wow, he is just so good, and there's just a theme running uh, through what he wants to say. So that's an invitation to each of you, wherever you're sitting this morning, that the Lord is speaking, and he wants you to tune in. (laughs) He has something to say to each of you, no matter who you are this morning. And in honor of Christmas, I felt like he, uh, he also has a gift for us. So I brought you a gift. Aren't you excited? I wish that I were like Oprah and that as you leave today, you may pick up your parting gift, but I'm not. So instead, I just get to be the courier. I have to confess that my gift to each of you is not actually for me, but I get to be the courier today of a gift that the father wants to give. And I'm not kidding when I say he wants to give it to each of you, to each of you. The father has a gift. And when the angels came and they appeared to those shepherds and they said, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to men on whom his favor rests. The good news today is that it is the year of the Lord's favor and his favor rests on each of you because of what Jesus has done. And so his peace is now your gift. He wants to give it to each of us today. Now, in the same way that if I were to give my friend Jane this gift and she were to come on up here and she'd say, thank you so much. And then she were just to set it aside and say, I have a gift. Like if you were just to set it aside, I would be, I would just be rather hurt by that. Or if Jane were just to hang on to it, Go ahead and just hang on to it and say, I have a gift, but then never do anything with it. I would be rather hurt by that because I put a lot of time and money into this gift. But if I give my friend Jane this gift, what am I expecting her to do? Open it up. No, it's for my nephew. Later on, we're having Christmas at my house. But the idea is, yeah, it's like two hours from now. The, The idea is. That God has given us a gift, and he doesn't want us just to be happy about it. He doesn't want us just to have a theological concept that we hang around with and we carry under our shoulder like a Bible. He wants us to actually open up the gift and experience it. 
His gift of peace to you and me today is not just something that we know about in our heads and we read about and we sing about. It's something he wants you to enjoy. He wants you to experience his peace. Do you get it? It's a gift that he gives, but if we don't receive it, open it, enjoy it, his heart is grieved because he wants you to know what's inside and to live in it and to soak in it and to walk in it every single day that we would walk in the peace of God. And I'll tell you something, in this world we live in right now, you will stand out like a sore thumb. You will shine like a bright light in a dark world where there is very little peace. Are you with me? And just like we are, the free people are supposed to go free people, people of peace go and they release peace wherever they go. Are you with me? We change the world one person at a time as we become people of peace and freedom and we go into the world and we release the peace and the freedom that is within us one person at a time. When the angel said, Glory to God in the highest and peace on earth. That didn't, it's not where it stops. We actually sing wrong theology all the time. It didn't just say peace on earth. It said peace on earth to men. You see, that's how the world is going to get changed. It's through peaceful men and women who carry the glory, who carry the freedom, who carry the peace. Because we're free inside. We can free others. Because we know peace, the person of peace, we can, we can release peace to others. Yeah? Okay, so don't just take my word for it. This gift that he wants to give you today is right out of uh, the word of God. Let's start today. Jesus himself said this to his disciples. Michael? You're my friend, Michael. Thank you so much. Number one, his peace is a gift. And Jesus said this, I leave the gift of peace with you. Everybody say gift. Do you see it? Uh Uh-huh. My peace, says Jesus, not the kind of fragile peace given by the world, but my perfect peace. Don't yield to fear or be troubled in your hearts. Instead, be courageous. It's almost exactly what Ian read to us, right? Don't be be afraid. Be courageous. Why? Because he's left us a gift of peace. Isn't it great? You don't have to earn this. You don't have to work really hard to get it. You don't have to get all your ducks in a row before you get peace. You don't have to clean up your mess before he's going to grant you peace. In fact, his gift of peace is meant to come into your mess and help you through it. His gift of peace is to come and help you get your ducks in a row. Are you with me? It's not something you have to earn. So just as an act of actually taking Jesus at his word this morning, how about we just release and receive? Want to? So if, if you are with me and anybody else need any peace this time of year and every day of my life, would you just want to put your hands out like this? Lord, you are here. Holy Spirit, you have been stirring all morning. You have been speaking, and I believe now you are ready to release. So we just say thank you that you want to give us your gift of peace. And right now, Jesus, your people, we say Yes. Yes, Lord, we receive your peace. All is well. We breathe in and we release. And I just now, as your spokesperson this morning, just release by the authority of Jesus the peace of God upon your people. Receive his peace. Come, Holy Spirit, 
pour out your peace. Peace be still. Peace be still. And we thank you, Jesus. Make us your people of peace. In your name we pray. Amen. Now, y'all can just keep receiving if he's speaking because he's much more important to listen to than me. How good is he, huh? So I'm going to give you five basics to make a foundation. Then we're going to have a little talk. And then I'm going to give you a practical tool that you can take from this place to maintain your peace out in the world. How's that sound? Good? Number one, his gift is a peace. No, his peace is a gift. I'm okay. It's Christmas. All right. Number two, his peace is also a guard. Now, these are going to be things you've heard before. I want you to listen to them with fresh ears today. Don't worry about anything. This is pretty straight up, right? Instead, we can do something else. Pray about everything. Tell God what you need. And then thank him for all he has done. I'd like to propose to you that there is a direct correlation between the peace you're going to experience and the thanks that you give. Tuck it away. Then you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that we can understand. It's not going to make sense. There's going to be chaos and there's going to be trouble. There could be trauma. There could be real hurt. But you can still have peace because it's not the fragile kind of the world that's dependent on the circumstances out here. It's God's peace. He's already given it to us. And therefore, it's beyond anything that exceeds our understanding and not dependent on what's going on out here. Isn't it a beautiful gift of God that it's not dependent on how well life is going, that you and I can know his peace? Yeah. It will guard your heart's And your minds in Christ Jesus. He cares about how we're feeling. What's going on deep down in here. And he cares about what we're thinking about. And I'd like to propose to you that the peace that you experience will have a direct correlation to what you're thinking about. Because he goes on to say, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing on this. Fix your thoughts. Hear it? On what is true, what is honorable, and right What is pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Oh, think about things that are worthy of praise. That's what we do when we worship together. Keep putting into practice all you have learned and received from me, says Paul. And then the peace of God will be with you. Peace is not only a gift, it is a guard. It will guard your heart and mind. Number three, peace is to rule. And let the peace that comes from Christ, okay, that gift you've received, let it rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you're called to live in this peace. Enjoy it, experience it, and always be thankful. I'd like to suggest to us this morning that there's a direct correlation to the peace that we experience And how grateful we are. Are you stuck? Have you not felt any peace lately? How about just start with a simple thing like going to God and thanking him. And just begin to thank him for who he is. For what he's done. And you will begin to see that it's really hard to remain anxious when you're giving thanks. Yeah? 
Amen. It's a very practical way that God has given us to remind us of who he is and what he has done. And all of a sudden we see things a little differently, don't we? His peace is to rule. In other words, it is to have the final say. Any emotion that comes into your life, it has to submit to peace. This gift that he's given is to be supreme. This peace in your life, it, ha- it has the right to tell other emotions to back off. Go away. You cannot be greater than the peace of God. And this is what God has ordained for you. It's his plan for you. Do you know we are to be people of peace and enjoy the gift that he's given us? I, I, I just am so passionate about it because in this world, there are some new labels being given to us. And I'm not saying that we don't deal with anxious things or that we don't have stressful things come into our lives. We do. But here's the good news in the midst of that. There is peace given to you that you can walk through those things with. Does that make sense? It is to rule. It is to have the final say. Fear, you cannot stay. Peace is ruling. Number four, peace obviously is a person. This is the best part, right? He is our prince of peace bill johnson says that peace is not the absence of something it's the presence of someone i'll say it again peace is not the absence of something it's the presence of someone it's not the absence of all the conflict in your life having peace doesn't mean that all your troubles have gone away or all that your financial woes are are figured out it doesn't mean that something terrible hasn't happened it doesn't mean that you still aren't battling something it's not the absence of those things it's the presence of someone who wants to walk through those things with you amen therefore you can always have it because you always have him no matter what's going on out here and i want to tell you he is enough he is sufficient he is he wants to be with you. He is with you. It's his gift to you, him, his very self. And number five, his peace is the fruit of that person living inside of you. It's the fruit of the spirit. He wants you to enjoy his love, joy, his peace, his patience, and his kindness. It's a gift. And oh, by the way, it's already inside of you. Isn't it beautiful? I hope hope is rising today because these are amazing truths that he has given us. Starting about that Christmas time. All right. Now, I want to go to our main text today, which is taken um, from the prophet Isaiah. Now, before we look at it, I want to tell you what was happening when Isaiah gave this prophecy. So this was 700 years before Jesus was born. The prophet Isaiah was listening to God and speaking to the people of Judah. The king of Judah, King Ahaz, was in a bad place. They were surrounded on all sides by the Assyrian army and all kinds of other enemies. They were the tiniest of nations, and they were surrounded on all sides. They had threats of invasion, threats of being taken over or taken captive. They had no hope. It was the darkest of days, and they were scared to death. And Isaiah the prophet goes to the Lord and listens, and, he, and this is what he hears in chapter 7. He says, King Ahaz, these people are not going to come and take over. I promise you, God wants you to know he's going to take care of you. Oh, little nation of Judah, oh, people of God. God sees what you're going through, and he promises that he is going to be there for you. And he wants you to know it so much that he wants to give you a sign. The Lord will give you a sign. Look, the virgin will conceive. A child. 
she will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. How interesting that the answer to being surrounded by your enemy would be that a baby would be born. How interesting that having no hope, seeing only darkness, and I know that this is a dark time for some people. It has been a heavy time for some of your lives. Some of you feel like you're surrounded on all sides by the enemy. But the Lord says to you, wait, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring good news and I'm going to give you a sign. And the sign is this, that God is going to be with you. You see, it's the answer to every darkness. It's the answer to every woe. It's the answer to every question, every confusion, everything that's come against you. The answer is God is with you. And here's what I love about God. He wants us to know it so much that he's going to do something impossible to prove it to us. The virgin will conceive a child. Now, sometimes we have heard the Christmas story so much that we kind of forget that's not possible. Are you with me? Like, virgins don't have babies. You see what I'm saying? How does this happen? God did something that only God can do so that the baby to be born, the king to be born, would not be the son of Mary and Joseph, but the son of Mary and the Most High, who breathed his life and implanted his word, which became flesh and dwelt among us so that we could see his glory. How good is our God? It's an impossible thing that he did for us to prove to us. Now, Isaiah goes on, and in two chapters later, he's still talking to King Ahaz. He still is giving hope to his people, and this is what he goes on to say. In chapter 9, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. This is his answer. Those of you who feel like you have been walking in darkness, you will see a great, great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You, O God, have enlarged the nation, and you have increased their what? Do you know God wants you to have joy? That even when you feel surrounded, even in the deepest darkness, he wants to give you something that is supernatural called peace and joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors again rejoice when dividing the plunder. Why? Because God is going to break the yoke of their slavery and yours. And mine. He wants to lift the heavy burden from their shoulders and yours and mine. Yeah, he wants to break the oppressor's rod. And today the Lord is here to break anything that has been this heavy burden that you have felt like you cannot breathe underneath. Be broken now in Jesus' name. Any anxiety, any addiction that you have had in your life that has never been broken, the Lord says today that he has come as Emmanuel, and he wants to break those things today in Jesus' name. Be broken now in Jesus' name. Just receive it. Going on, this is the answer to all of these things. He goes on to say, for to us a child is born. To us, a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. Everybody say government. Government. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. Praise God. The passionate commitment of the Lord of heaven's armies will make this happen. Some of you, like I did, memorize this by saying, the zeal of the Lord shall accomplish this. 
Meaning it's his idea, his power. He wants it so much for you. To set you free, to give you joy, to give you his peace, and to set up a new government. Wow. This is what I love about the word of God. 700 years later, look what happened. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary. The angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and you will give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David and he will reign over Israel. How long? And his kingdom will never end. It's the exact same words that we just read in Isaiah. Do you hear it? Do you hear it? This is the birth announcement. This is the second birth announcement of Jesus. One, 700 years previous. Now this one, it's the same thing. And when you get a birth announcement, let's take Nancy and Logan here, for example. They're about to have their first child. And they're, they may send out some birth announcements. Usually when you get one, it would say this sweet baby was born on, you know, March 29th. And it weighed, you know, six pounds. And it's 18 inches long and blue eyes and blonde hair. Jesus' birth announcement is not like that. His came to declare one thing and one thing alone. He shall reign forever and ever. He is the king who will reign on the throne forever and ever. And he's establishing a new government. And you all get ready because this government is going to be a good one. His justice and righteousness shall be the pillars of his throne. Are you with me? This is the announcement. In other words, this is pretty important. This is the first thing we get to hear about Jesus. I love that he is shepherd. I love that he is my best friend. I love that he is Holy Spirit within me. I love that he is the light of the world. And he's all those things. But the Lord reminded me this last few weeks, Lori, overall, he is king. More than anything, he is the Lord of all. More than anything. And we here in the vineyard, we love the intimacy. And I do too. But I got to remember that the one who has chosen to be intimate intimate with me is not like me he is holy and other than he is the king who reigns on the throne and he is amazing and he has won the right two weeks ago the lord woke me up in preparation for this message i know because i was wide awake all of a sudden and i was having two thoughts of the increase of his government and its peace there shall be no end and then i thought about the black panther I know it makes no sense. That's why I'm guessing it was God. Anybody? You know what I'm saying? It's like, what? Anybody seen the movie The Black Panther? Okay, pretty good movie. Um, in this movie, there's, a, there's an intense battle between these two guys, right? And the whole village is surrounding them, the whole tribe cheering on this very intense battle. Who, for those of you who have seen it, what are they fighting for? The, th- the throne to be king. Whoever wins this particular battle gets to be king over them all. The other one fights to the death. Pretty serious. You're either going to be king or you're not going to be. Right? 
Okay, so they're fighting for the kingship. Now, for those of you who have seen it, who are the majority of the people rooting for? Okay, you all know it better than I do. The Black Panther is the only way I know how to describe this guy. Is that him? Okay, so the majority of the people, now there's, not, there's a few, okay, but the majority of the people are rooting for the Black Panther to win, okay? Can I say it that way? Is that accurate? Okay, good. The Black Panther. I don't remember his other name. I've only seen it once. The Lord just woke me up with this. I don't know what to do with it, okay? So, so all I remember is I, that the Black Panther, they want him to win. Why? He's good. He's a good guy. Let's just go back to the basics. We all want a good guy to be reigning on the throne. Because it changes everything. What will benefit? What will the people benefit if the good guy wins? Somebody tell me. Give, give me the obvious answers. Justice. Peace. Righteousness. Prosperity. A good king will bring prosperity. What else will he pre- pre- provide for his people? Freedom. Freedom. Yes. Order. Order. Goodness. Security in life. Hope. If you've got a good king, you've got hope. Joy. Will he be wise? Will he make good decisions for them? Will he lead them in the right ways? Will he even probably make peace with their enemies? And if not, he'll probably defeat them? Yeah. Can I just remind you that we have one greater than the Black Panther? Can we just remind you that Jesus came and he fought the battle on behalf of you and me. And he won the battle and he won the right to become king in our life. And he has established a good kingdom. It is called the kingdom of God, a new government on his shoulders. And he will reign forever and ever. And we can rest assured and be at peace in the deepest parts of us because his kingdom is, is good. It's all those things you just said. You and I are safe in his hand. We have a good king. And here's how I know this. Going back to Isaiah chapter 9, we have four names for him that remind us that we can trust this king and we can have peace if we live in this kingdom. And here it is. His government and peace. Notice the two things go together. Okay, sorry. I'm second paragraph. His government and its peace will never end. So I'd like to propose a third proposition to you today. And that is that the degree that you will experience peace is directly related to the government in your life. The amount of peace that you can experience in your life is directly related to who is ruling and reigning in your life. Who is on the throne? And I had to stop and ask myself that. Who's on my throne? Because my peace is directly related to it. Wow, his peace and government, they go together. Will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. Okay, now go back up to the first paragraph up here. We know that our king is good because of the names given to him. And these are only four. Here's what is he's going to be called this wonderful counselor do you know that your king is the wisest of all counselors he gives good counsel he has good strategies for your life when you don't know what to do next he can give you ideas that you never even had before he can tell you this would be the right path to take this is how to work through this conflict with that particular person i'll give you good counsel he is a wonderful counselor he he's he's worthy to be my king because he'll give me good counsel number two he is a Mighty God. Not only does he give good counsel, he has the power to make those things happen. 
He has defeated the enemy, so I don't have to fear. He has the ability to implement that which he says is a good idea. He is the mighty God, the one who has defeated every enemy in your life, sin and death. Therefore, you and I have been set free. Number three, he is the everlasting father. Not only is he a wise counselor and a mighty God who can do it, he's your wonderful father who wants to do it because he loves you. And we can trust his ways because he's better than any father you've ever had on earth. He loves you with an overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love that will come running for you. And if you have run away from him, he'll be waiting on the porch when you get back. He's always after you. This is the everlasting father. He is worthy to reign in my life because I know that whatever he asks me to do is going to be because he loves me as his child. I can have peace. Number four, he is the prince of It's who he is. When we are obeying him, we don't use that word very often. (laughs) Obedience is so huge. When we obey him, we will know peace. Peace here means shalom in the Hebrew, meaning what, Lynn? What does shalom mean in Hebrew? Completeness. All is well. He's the prince of all is well. And prince, in that particular Hebrew word right there used, means governor or administrator. So not only is the king on the throne, he wants to be actually among us and governing us and administrating the peace and the joy and all the benefits of the kingdom within your life and mine. He's not an absentee king. He's a governor right here wanting to be in our lives. This is who he is. Now, this is the one that has earned the right to reign in my life and in yours. He is king with a new government. We call it the kingdom of God. And that's where you and I get to live every day. Yeah? Yeah. Now, if this is true, why is it that my emotions don't always line up with the truth of this word? Why is it that sometimes life is really, really hard? I heard the Lord say to me, Lori... I know you submit to me and your life and your actions as king, as the king in your life. You submit. But, Lori, do you submit every thought to me? And I began to realize that not only does he want our actions to line up with what he has told us to do, but he actually wants our thought life to line up with what he says is true. Here's where I'm going with this. The most practical tool that he gave me this week, and I applied it to my own life because it's Christmas. Overwhelmed feelings came. How am I ever going to get this done? Grandmother's in the hospital. John just had surgery. We have Christmas this weekend with 40 people. I don't know how I'm going to get it all done. Oh, and by the way, I'm speaking on Sunday. And so, right? I'm like, I need peace. What am I going to do? How about I actually apply what he has told me to be true? You know what he tells us to do? Check this out. See if it's the next scripture. Yep. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. Meaning, I have forgotten he's my wonderful counselor, my mighty God, my everlasting father, and my prince of peace. That Anything that sets itself up against that, I need to take captive. And make it what? obedient to christ so here's the picture that the lord gave me i actually went to this thing that was coming at me i'm going to call it overwhelmness you may have something else it comes at us it's bad news it's not good 
It's very real. It causes me to feel anxiety. And I heard him say to me, you know, Lord, you, you can't really just stop feeling anxious. Just like when Steve and I were first married, he'd say, calm down. What, what is that? Not good. Not good. Those two words, men, no, it just, it's like fuel on the fire, you know, okay. You can't just stop feeling anxious. You can't just stop being worried. You can't stop your feelings, but you know what you can do? You can change the way you think. You can change what you think about. And Paul tells us, think about that which is right and true and good. He's my mighty God, my wonderful counselor. He's my everlasting father. This is who he is in my life. He has won every battle. He's the king of all kings. Oh, my gosh, he's so big. So here's what the Lord showed me. I'm going to take that sucker by the neck. I'm going to take him captive. I got him. And then I'm literally, okay, figuratively, going to walk over to Jesus. And I'm going to say, this thing is threatening my peace. It's stealing my peace. I need you. I need to talk to you about it. See, I'm supposed to make this obey you, Jesus. I'm going to make it obey you. How do I do this? And then I remember Philippians 4. When you're anxious, don't be anxious, but bring everything by prayer and petition and make your request known unto God with thanksgiving. Right? So I'm going to put it in his hands. And this is what I saw. I saw him just receive that which I had just put in his hands. And I saw him smiling at me. I saw him concerned, like he cares. It's not flippant to him. He cares about what you're going through. But then when I looked up into his face, which, by the way, when you bring it to him, that's the best part of the whole thing. You have to actually come to him. And then when you see him, that pretty much takes care of 98% of the stuff. Are you with me? People of God, are we taking our thoughts to him? So then I just bring it to him, and here's what I see. He's got it. He sees it. It's real. But he's not worried. And I look at his face. He's not anxious. He's not threatened in any way. He remains my prince of peace. And then I say, what do we do? I need to know what you have to say about this. I need you to rule over this thought, this emotion, this really bad news. And then I remember, oh, hey, he's my wonderful counselor. He's like, Lori, we're going to do this. I'm like, yes, I knew you would know what to do. And then he says, I'm your mighty God, Lori. I'm going to give you a power to do this that you did not have without me. And then, Lori, even if this happens, I want you to remember that I'm your everlasting father, and I'm your redeemer, and I'm going to bring good out of this, even if this happens. Lori, I got this. We've got this. You can be at peace. And then I remember he's that prince of peace. And all of a sudden, it just floods my soul. So, Lynn, would you come forward? And part of our ministry time today, we're just going to start and we're all going to do this. Here's what I'd like for you to do if you would be willing. Is there anybody else in the room that would like to increase your peace today? So let's do this. Let's just... Quiet our hearts and let's ask the Holy Spirit a question. Okay? We want to ask him a question. Father, what is stealing my peace? Father, show me what has come in to rob me of the gift that you want to give me. 
what is that thing, that person, that situation. Maybe that addiction. What is the thing that steals my peace? Maybe it's just disobedience. Whatever it is, he loves you. He wants you to be free. Okay, now I want you to, with your eyes closed, not literally, figuratively, I want you to grab that thing that is stealing your peace. And I want you to turn figuratively to Jesus in your heart. And I want you to place it so ever gently into his very able hands. And I want you to look into his face and see his smile. And now I want you to ask him one question. Jesus, I want you to rule and reign over this. So what do you have to say about it? What do you have to say about this which I am bringing you? We thank you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you that you're my mighty God. You're my everlasting Father. Thank you. Thank you. That's who you are. Thank you. Holy Spirit, minister to your people. Peace of God be released. Chains be broken. Weights are falling off your shoulders right now in Jesus' name. Yep. Things that have held you captive are being broken now in Jesus' name. Do you see the freedom that he's offering you? Now, if he's speaking to you, you just keep on listening. And as you are listening and finishing up, grab the pen in the seat pocket in front of you. And I really would love for you to write down what you heard him say so that you can take it with you as a reminder. What did he say to you? What does Jesus have to say about it? How big is he? How much greater? And is there something he wants you to do to cooperate with him in receiving your peace today? Take some time to write it down. Oh, how he loves you. Ministry team, if you would come forward. And for those of you who would like some extra prayer or you want any kind of healing You know that it's, when we've been talking today, that there are some things that need to be broken in your life so that you can be free. These people are up here to pray with you for those very things. And even if you just need somebody else to listen to what Jesus has to say on your behalf. Sometimes that's what a good prayer partner does. They'll help you see what Jesus' perspective is. What does he have to say about it? And how does he want to rule and reign over that which is trying to steal your peace? So feel free to come forward. These are amazing people up here. And I just bless you now with the peace of God that passes all understanding. In the name of Jesus, Merry Christmas. Amen.